All right, welcome back to another episode of Talk Matters. Today I have Shannon and Chelsea on who are currently living in Spain. And Chelsea is laughing. I don't know if it's like a nervous <laughs> laughter or... Needs to get her life together. She told me I was childish a minute ago. She's yeah. Sorry, and she's paying attention. Really okay, happy. well... I just laughed. <laughs> so I've had the pleasure of having both Katie and Kevin on my podcast a couple of times. And Katie reached out to me to let me know that you guys wanted to do an episode. And I think that's absolutely really cool because you guys are my first interview that I have of people from overseas. So I think that's really cool. Nice. <laughs> well, we're glad we could be here. Yeah, <laughs> we're excited. Yeah, um, so kind of just like a little bit of a background. So Shannon, you grew up in Ohio. I know we just kind of talked about this before the episode and you met Kevin um, at school or just kind of no, I met him super randomly. We played a soccer game together once. I was like, I think I was living in Brazil at the time and I came back to Ohio to get another visa. And I always play with my mom and sister when I'm back there. So we went, played a game and my mom, I think, yeah, she was friends with him and she was like, uh, you guys like traveling <laughs> and so we started chatting and we were like oh my god we're gonna be best friends and then we were best friends. <laughs> the rest is that? history That's That's how a, I met. and you grew up in Ohio and then you kind of moved around too I grew up in Ohio and then I studied abroad after my first semester of college and then after that I never stopped traveling <laughs> And uh, Chelsea, you you guys, you said you lived in Ohio until you were about six, right? And then you kind of moved around too? Yeah. My, um, till I, until I was six, I lived in Ohio. And then my family, we moved to Texas for a few years. And then to Germany for a few years. Virginia, South Carolina. Popped back up to Virginia. Yeah. So a lot of moving around <laughs> through, throughout my childhood. Yeah. She gets mad when I don't know where she's from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am from Virginia because I spent the most amount of time there. So speaking on those experiences, how would you both say living in different, a different country would be? Like how getting adjusted to a different, you know, you go from Ohio, you know, the United States to Germany to, you know, overseas to Spain, um, all kind of, all, I wouldn't say all over the world, but, you know. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be different for the two of us, probably, since you grew up moving around and I didn't. Yeah. For me, as soon as I set foot in Mexico, my whole world changed. I, I hadn't, hadn't occurred to me that people like thought in different ways and did different things. And I mean, I knew that technically, but I don't know. I, I hadn't thought about what it would be like to experience it. And it was amazing and the excitement of living abroad never gets old every day that i wake up i'm like pumped that i'm in spain or whatever country it is at that time and it, it never gets old i it's just exciting all the time and so can you kind of speak on that excitement kind of like on looks like i said before the interview i'll never know what that is because i don't fly so and like i said since you said i swear <laughs> that's bullshit and go <laughs> If that's what you want to do. Yeah. No, it, it's amazing because I don't know. I just, I love adventure and I love feeling independent and happy and being surrounded by people that are awesome. And I don't know, you wake up, you go outside and everything is, is different. You, 
if you're living in a country that speaks a different language, you learn new words every day, you try new foods all the time, you hear new music all the time, you try new sports, new dances, new everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing. And I, I would be bored out of my mind if I stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, oh, were you gonna say something? Sorry. I agree with her. Like, I think the newness is what's exciting about it. Um, especially, yeah, when you're living somewhere where you don't know the language. Uh, every day, I walk down the street and something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's why we both like to change countries so often and move around because it just keeps it fresh and, and fun. So, yeah. Well, so I guess I should have probably asked this earlier, but uh, how did you two meet? You do it, Chase, because I always talk, I talk too much, please. <laughs> but Shannon's the mud, she's like, my... <laughs> just do it. I love nicknames her, don't worry about she's it. She's a better storyteller, so I just That's usually not... let her go with it. But anyways, we met um, back 10 years ago, we both studied abroad in Italy. And so we met there, we were in the same program in a really small town north of Rome. There was a program of about 20 of us, 24 or 20 Americans. Um, yeah, and we met there and stayed in touch throughout the years. I visited her in Brazil when she was living there. Um, and yeah, when I visited her, I was working in a law firm doing the nine to five office job thing. And the job was fine, but it was just, you know, life was getting boring. And after I visited her, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do immediately so I went back, <laughs> went back to the states I quit my job I got certified to teach English and then started my travels and we eventually met up again so we went to Japan we worked together in Japan for a short time a few months and then we worked together in Saudi Arabia last year and now we're both here obviously we work in two different places but so the, so the sounds like the two main goals are to travel, right, and to teach English. Yeah, uh, I have a broader overall goal that I'm getting. Okay, to, all right. Yeah, for now, yeah. Do you mind sharing that, or is that just something you want to keep to yourself? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's cool. <laughs> it's really <good>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to share. A lot of <laughs> just kidding. No, I just want to. I I've noticed from traveling around, which I wouldn't need to travel to notice this since it's the problem within the U.S., but inequality in education and access to education is like what I see as the biggest issue in the world. And so I want to work in improving that somehow, somewhere. And so now I'm doing a master's and trying to learn more in order to work in that area later. She's actually going to do the same master's I'm doing now next year. So she can have all the notes. Do all the same thing. <laughs> so I can just keep following her around the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you say something? <laughs> yeah, I, I said so she can just she can have all your notes from uh, your classes. Oh, yeah, yeah for true. sure. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, Japan. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, I'm probably not even touching the surface of how many places. Because like you guys keep like throwing out different countries, and I'm just sitting here like. <laughs> I got like the rundown of like three places and now there's like five (laughs) more. Germany, Italy, Spain, and I think Katie said like, I think she said 
Saudi Arabia, but then I heard others and I was just like blown away. Yeah, no, wait, wait, how many, do you know how many countries have been? Yeah, around 20, 25. Okay, mine. So like in this, this world of travelers, you're around 20? Yeah. Our numbers, I feel like, are are low. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but but in comparison to disclaimer, if you there's there's the difference between like backpacking around or like moving to a place. When you move to a place, you really get to know people. You have relationships there. You get to understand the healthcare system, the education system, like life, what it's like there. And it's, that's different than traveling. So like some countries that I've been to, I just traveled through or just even spent a few days there because I had a weekend or something like that. But then other places I've lived, I prefer that, but then you don't get to as many places because you obviously can't go to all the countries. You can't live in every country for a year. Yeah. Until you, until there's a way for us to be 200 years old. Hopefully they get that going quickly. <laughs> you guys have also backpacked too? I, not much. Or is it more mainly just moving and living in places for a little bit? I like backpacked through Peru for a month and a half. Backpack, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and Brazil, no, very little. Just Peru. That's really it. <laughs> I think we do this a similar thing. We like set up shop in like a home based country and then travel from there where it's cheap and then move. But you've done that more than I have. Which yeah. is why you're at 25 and I'm at 20. <laughs> I have a lot of loans to pay off. And I'll literally Student never catch debt. up. Now that we're traveling together, you'll always be five countries ahead of me. <laughs> well, so, so how much um, planning goes into these, uh, this, uh, the moving and the traveling? And um, I'm not the best at planning pretty much anything. So, for me, almost nothing. I would say Chabe's plans a bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I planned a lot more when I started because of like the anxieties. For me, I, I, I felt a lot of anxiety not knowing. I needed to know where I was staying, what I was doing every day of the trip, things like that. But um, as far as moving to a place with, within like the ESL community or sphere of the world, a lot of jobs make it easy. Like mm. they do all the work. Um, not in Spain, but in our previous jobs, we've had employers pay for our flights, pay for our housing. Not in Japan. I mean, in Saudi and Korea. Oh, in Korea, yeah. yeah. Um, pay for all that, set it all up for you, or at least assist you yeah. with all that. Um, so the moving part isn't as daunting as it sounds. It's really doable. And yeah, we talk about this all the time, how people are always like, I'm so jealous. I wish I could do it. And it, it just seems, it seems scary. <laughs> I'm laughing because like, I grew up in Lakewood till I was five, moved to Olmsted Falls when I was five and lived there to about 27. I'm 28 now. And I moved to North Royalton, which is literally 20 minutes down the street. And I had a nightmare of a time moving. So I can't even imagine moving across the world. Oh. I moved 20 minutes away from my hometown and I was losing my mind. Why? Like what was hard about it? Just the logistics. I don't, I'm kind of lazy sometimes. Moving all your stuff. And <laughs> moving all the stuff. Yeah. But that's me. That's just me. I'm not everyone is like me, so. 
Yeah, well, that's something I had to learn, too, is to finally give up all of my stuff. Americans, we love our stuff. Yeah. Space and our stuff. And <laughs> I held on to, I uh, had a storage unit for a year, and I held on to that and my car, all of my stuff, my furniture, clothes, because I was afraid that I would, you know, get out there and be like, oh, my God, what did I do? What an idiot. <laughs> and come back. <laughs> Um, but I lasted the first year, so then I went home during the summer and sold all my stuff, but I still held on to my car since it was paid off, and then went abroad another year, came back, and I was like, okay, time to let go, <laughs> time to let go. So every year, I let more stuff go, and that makes it easier. We travel, Shannon taught me this, but like just travel with a, a suitcase and a backpack. And yeah. Easy. Yeah, I literally have more shit than I need, even with that. <laughs> I have more stuff. Like, I have tons of clothes I don't wear, even though they fit into that. They're the same stuff every day. My choice. Not, not because I have to. So, it's <laughs> really unnecessary to have any more stuff than that, for, for me at least. When you, guys, when you guys first did your abroad, now was, that, was there a big culture shock when you went to your first places abroad? Or did you kind of just ease right in? Are you guys natural tra travelers? You guys are just like, we're here in another place. Yeah, well, for me, the first place I went was Mexico. And the second place I went was Italy. And neither one of those were that different. I mean, all American culture, like North, South, whatever, it's all under the same umbrella. They do things in a similar way. So it's not that different. And then Italy... Yeah, Europe is also very similar. It's just not that different. And so there, no, absolutely not. But then when I moved to Korea, that was the first time I went somewhere, like the other two had been study abroad things. So you had a school waiting for you to get there and, ex and take you to your family's house or your apartment or whatever. But Korea, I had just like Googled teaching English abroad because I didn't want to be in the States. And I decided to do that so randomly by myself. I didn't know anyone there. Well, except a girl who I lived with in Italy, but it, she's Korean and we weren't gonna be living together or anything like that. But I got there and as soon as I got to my neighborhood, I was like, oh, I can't fucking read. Like I couldn't read <laughs> in the neighborhood. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to find my house? Because everything looked the same. The buildings looked the same. The signs looked the same. I didn't know what any of them said. I remember the first like week, I was like, turn left at the white car that's parked here. But I was like, <laughs> if that fucking moves, I'm screwed. Because <laughs> and I remember the first night I was just like, this was the dumbest mistake I ever could have made because I, yeah, my heart was like pounding. And my friend who I had lived with in Italy, she even came, she met me at the airport with the guy who was picking me up from my school, drove with me, went to my house with me, and then we went out with her friends and she took me back home. So I was, I was with her, which was really nice. And I still was like terrified. I was like, I can't believe that I thought this was a good idea. But then the, the next morning I woke up, I opened my eyes and I was like, what the fuck? I'm in Korea. This is insane. And I was just pumped from there on out. So I would say I had culture shock for a night there. And then again in Saudi, but what about you? Did you, when you moved to Germany? As a kid, no, I think I was too young to even realize I was um, maybe nine 
and you didn't notice you had switched countries. <laughs> <laughs> or started speaking differently. There was no huge culture shock. I went to an international school, spoke English all mm. day at school. Um, I was always with my parents. So no, I don't remember feeling mm. any same way. And then... Did you in Korea? Not the way you described. Yeah. I definitely felt that the, the initial fear and anxiety that I feel, well, I didn't feel it here. Definitely in Saudi, the first night. It's always the first night. You just get through that and then you're like, okay. Um, yeah, I definitely had a little bit of anxiety. Like, this is weird. How am I going to get through this? The funniest thing about Saudi was it was my idea to go there originally, but both Chelsea and our other friend, Dion, the three of us went together. Well, they didn't know each other yet, but now we're all best friends. But anyway, um, I was like, yeah, let's go to Saudi. And both of them jumped right on. They were like into it. And then we all like questioned it multiple times. We were like, is this a good idea? Because <laughs> we were all at home, right? In the States. You and I were in Japan. Oh, before, before we went? Before, waiting for our visas and okay. our flights yeah, to yeah. get booked. And all summer, I remember us Googling stuff about Saudi and looking at the travel advisories. Oh, you did that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't involve me in that. On our group chats, going back and forth, like, uh, I think this is a bad idea. And oh, no, like, it's no, fine. It's fine. <laughs> but then the funny thing was we were all like, we looked at our flights and all that stuff and we were like comparing like when you get there, when do you get there? And I was supposed to be getting there first and we were all like, okay, good. And I was like, yes, this is great. That makes me feel better because I'm the like one who said it and I don't mind getting there first and like I can get there. And then when they get there, they're like, yeah, guys, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs> but then it was really funny because she writes me and she was like, are you there yet? And I was like, no, my flight's tomorrow. She's like, what? She's oh, like, I'm no. on the layover. So like, she was getting there at first, but we fucked up the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry, but like, cool. Let me know how it is. <laughs> I was terrified. In the, was it JFK airport? That's where my layover was. I, the, the staff were being so mean, like going through security. So they just put me in like a bad mood. But I... For a minute, thought about going into the bathroom to just cry it out because <laughs> I literally just found out I'm gonna be the first one. Then this lady was a bitch to me, and then I'm just like stressed from traveling already, and I'm like, let me just go cry it out. But I didn't. <laughs> I just went and got a sandwich instead. <laughs> and your arrival there worked out okay, right? It was okay. I got left at the airport for six and a half hours when I got there. They fucking forgot me. <laughs> what? Good, you told me I could swear because I do it a lot. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll so, back off. No, you're fine. Chelsea okay. got there first. So, yeah. <laughs> landing, I would be like, holy shit, holy shit, I'm here by myself. I thought we were all three of us were going to be here. Well, so. we were going to be getting there. Like, the airport was like, how far away was it from your house? Like, an hour? No. An hour and a half. It was pretty far, but the company sent someone to pick us up. Did you get picked up by yourself or was someone else there? Just me. Just you. And who picked you up? <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry, sorry. I know, sorry. I'm just <laughs> wondering. What are you doing? No, because my, my ride home made it different. My getting there was very different than yours, but I always talk about mine. I never know what yours was like. Because <laughs> I got, 
I got there and they were supposed to be picking me up, but nobody came. You're supposed to be wearing an abaya, really. I had dressed in like baggy black pants and a baggy black sweatshirt to mostly look like I was wearing one, but it was clear that I wasn't. And I was like <laughs> in the airport by myself because like men would come to pick up people from the flights women, children, men would get off the flight and then they'd all leave. And then it was like a bunch of men in the airport again, just me. So it was weird. And it was like that for six and a half hours till the next driver came through to pick someone up. But then, so that whole time I was like, oh my God, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> but the girl that I rode with, like he picked me up and another girl. And she had already lived in Saudi for at least a year. So I, we chatted the whole way back and I felt immediately fine. So the person who picked you up, was that from somewhere you had arranged to or you the like, person, someone arranged to come get you? The company sent somebody. Okay. Right. It's that they sent somebody to pick me up earlier as well, but there were two two of us apparently. Of course, I didn't know the other person. There were two teachers that they were supposed to pick up. And they only picked up one and I just chilled there and I had no way to contact them. So like, uh, that was going to be my next question. So what was your communication like? So, I mean, Chelsea's there already. So you're just sitting there with like, I was asleep. Cause I got in it. Like, I can't like five, four or five in the morning, something like that. So everybody there was asleep and I didn't, the internet was so bad that I couldn't, the Wi-Fi at the airport, I couldn't email the, the, contact that I had there, our recruiter. So I had to wait till somebody answered me on WhatsApp, which was hours later to be like, yo, can you email this guy, tell him that I'm at the airport? And that's eventually what happened. Wow. A friend of mine emailed them and was like, can, can you go get her? My anxiety would be way too high. What? My anxiety. Oh. First of all, getting on the plane will be the worst part. But if I had to be there waiting six hours, not knowing what's happening with no communication, I'd probably pass out from panicking, so. But it all worked out just fine, and I it was fine. People were very nice to me while I was in the Shannon was the best one for that to happen to, because you always <laughs> have the most positive ad attitude and, and energy. If that had happened to Dion or I, oh yeah, <laughs> no. I would, they would have found me crying in a ball or something. <laughs> yeah, I that's, don't even know. <laughs> that's not true because when you're in the moment, when you're in the middle of a problem, you don't do anything but like think about how you find a way, find a way to fix it. And then later you reflect, reflect and you're like, oh, damn, that was weird. You know? Yeah, true. I probably would have just asked someone for the Wi-Fi for like better Wi-Fi. There wasn't better Wi-Fi. That was the other Wi-Fi. Hot Cut you. Oh, yeah, you would. She's very resourceful. I'm smart. She's smart. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm positive and she's smart. So we handled. Well, it's actually great. Like the dream team right here traveling. Yeah, but when we're separate, I have only positivity and she has. Only resources. <laughs> Logic. Yeah. Yeah. Her mind's blissful positivity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys, we it talked a little bit about before we started recording um, that you guys host and use Couchsurfer. Can you guys talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Shannon's been on it much longer. I, I only started last year, so. Okay. You. Yeah, I couch surfed around in Peru, Brazil, Colombia. 
and we did in Turkey and it's the best thing ever. It's amazing. So if anybody doesn't know what it is, it's like a, a website for travelers and you serve people's couches, meaning you go stay at someone's house and it's free. It's like an exchange. And yeah, I heard about that. And the first time I did it, I had two friends with me and we stayed with this girl and her family and they're just the loveliest people ever. We wanted a, a free place because that was when I was backpacking around Peru. And we, you know, if you stay in a hotel every night for six weeks, I mean. Don't catch a flight back. Yeah, exactly. so work your way to get your way back. Sorry, I was gonna say you have to work just to pay for a ticket back. Yeah, yeah, it would be a lot, but it's not just that. It's amazing because everybody on the site is a traveler. We all have the same mindset. We love learning from other people, practicing different languages, exploring new places, helping people out, showing people around. And so for, for a long time, I only surfed because I was a traveler. I didn't have a house where anybody could stay. <laughs> but finally, I had, I hosted a couple people in Japan, but it was very, a very small apartment. So, but then here we finally had people come stay that were like the first people we officially accepted through the site. And they were these two amazing Greek girls. They're young. How old are they? They're in university. No, but... Sophia's older. I think she's like 25. No, I don't know. In their low, young 20s? Yeah. I don't know. English is hard. I don't know. Yeah, they were like these young girls who want to travel around. They're, they're, on, they're doing a semester abroad in Spain somewhere or something. Whatever. And they want to travel. And so, yeah, they came and stayed here for like a couple of nights. And it was really nice because we were able to, you know, we could make breakfast for them and like give them tips. Shades could give them tips on where to go. I don't pay attention. And just give them a place to stay. And it's like helping fellow travelers. They're young, so they don't have a lot of money. And it makes it possible for them to travel, just like people made it possible for me to travel. And it's beautiful and amazing. And I've made really good friends on it too. Like a lot of my best friends are people who I surfed with. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Well, f now I think it's great. When I first heard about it, I thought, who in their right mind would just randomly stay on someone's couch? Because the first time I heard about it was my cousin. My cousin travels a lot. He's okay. like you guys, he just travels, travels, travels. Uh, he's currently living in Las Vegas. Um, he, he went to Chile Hopefully I said it right. Um, yeah. And uh, he did a lot of winery stuff there. So he'd work in the fields and stuff like that and pick grapes and smash grapes and stuff like that and did a lot of winery stuff. But he would couch surf. Uh -huh. and, uh, my mom told me about this one time when I was younger and I looked at her and I said, what do you mean couch surf? And she said, well, he like stays at people's places on their couch. I said, isn't he worried about being stabbed? Like that was like the first thing that came to my mind was like, being stabbed in the middle of the night, like I didn't think it was safe. It didn't sound safe because you're just randomly finding people who will let you sleep on their couch. And no, but he's he's one of those guys where um, if he's traveling and like he's got to stay over some night, he might sleep in his car because he refuses to pay for like a hotel or uh -huh. but, or try to find somewhere like that. But I I think that's pretty cool. Initially, I thought that was absolutely batshit crazy. Everybody says stuff like that, but like, I mean, you know, but my that's mom, probably just being, being like a paranoid American. Like, 
I'm like, well, would you stab somebody? Okay. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Most people are like you. Like, shit. Sure. Like, yeah. I think it is part of, and it's an American culture thing. Like, we're taught that. To stab every, people that stay <laughs> No. <laughs> thing is dangerous. Yeah, but like, yeah. Stranger danger. And even, I was skeptical up until last year when Shannon made me do it. Made me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I thought. Do you have any regrets? Okay. Yeah, like what are these people getting out of it? And then I realized, like this cultural exchange, it's not just. And there's something just indescribably beautiful about it because when I would stay at people's houses, I just couldn't believe, like. Oh my God, these people, like a lot of people, they'll give you the keys to their house, right? When you walk in, here you go, you make yourself at home, do whatever you want. They'll give you a bedroom if they have it, like, you know, everything. They'll like make you breakfast or dinner or something like that. They'll, they're just, it's unbelievably nice. And you, you, until you experience it, you can't believe like that humans are so generous and beautiful for no reason. Yeah. And then- when we hosted, it felt even better. It was so nice to be that person for someone. Like, I was so pumped. Like, we made them breakfast every day. And, you know, like, we didn't have a lot of time to spend with them. But it was just great to be like, you have a bedroom. Here's some keys. Like, make yourself at home. Do whatever you want. Let us know what you need. Like, it's wonderful to, to be that person, too. So it, the whole thing is just really beautiful. And just having them here, we said that we felt like we were traveling yes. by having travelers here. Yes. Like, ooh, fun, exciting adventure we're yeah. on, even though we're in the same place. Yeah. We were learning stuff about Greece, where they're from and their lives and what they're doing. And then also, like, every day they'd go out, we'd be like, where did you go? And they would tell us about where they went, the museums, what they saw. And we're like, cool, cool. It's like we went. I mean, I guess like the closest thing I'll have to that experience, which wasn't free, was an Airbnb in Massachusetts. But I mean, even then, like the woman who hosted was super nice and she gave me a key. She goes, come and go as you please, no matter what time, doesn't matter. Just make sure you lock up. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe people are doing this. I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Why am I staying at this lady's house? And like, I'd go into the city and I'd come back and uh, there'd be like new people there. I'm like, wait a second how does this work? Like, why are there new roommates here? Like, I thought I was the only one. And oh. you know, it, it was like really cool though. Um, I was just scoping out places to live when I had moved there for a little bit, but. Okay. Did anyone stab you? No, luckily. Um, okay. That's good. That's good. Same. But so I think I was like maybe 18 or 19 when, you know, I had asked my mom about that. So still in that little stupid teenage mind of like, everyone's dangerous. And I mean, you can't say that's no. not true, but. Um, everyone that I think and there was one experience that was so funny because I was staying with in in Cali Colombia I was staying with these girls who were really they were much younger than me they were in university but they're really good friends of mine now and my mom was like worried about me doing this and her mom she she couldn't tell because her mom would be just absolutely not okay with it and she was in university her mom was paying for the apartment or whatever so she couldn't tell her and I skyped my mom once while I was there and I just thought it was so funny because this little girl Angie this little 18 year old girl is like mom that's who you're afraid of just so we're clear <laughs> and I was like and just so you know her mom is afraid of me 
Like these are the people that are using couch surfing. It's just a bunch of normal people, <laughs> but like really open-minded, cool, travelery people. And like, that's all it is. And it's, it's funny to me that people are afraid of it. We also, when we were couch surfing in Turkey, we found it very difficult to find female couch surfers. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason we decided to start hosting is so that we could offer a safe place for women to stay. Because as a solo traveler, like that can be difficult to find a safe place. But it depends where, like in that area of the world there weren't there weren't women hosting but i usually stay with girls elsewhere there and there are women but yeah and also like that side of the world i feel like i'm more careful as a woman than other places so yeah but i think that's great that you get offer a safe space for people like that because i'm sure that would get super uncomfortable I think it could. Yeah. But, but I've also stayed with guys and it was amazing. But also for women who are just starting out on couch surfing. Yeah. They yeah. don't want their first time to be with it, a dude. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Some of them are brave. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys um, hosted Katie and Kevin when they were there. Uh, how was that experience? What, what, what are some cool things that you guys showed them while they were there? It was horrible. They're the worst <laughs> and like <laughs> ever. <laughs> No, it was wait, 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 real quick real, real, sidebar. Yeah. Ohio accent. I s I'll never know because I don't hear it. Oh, I've been made fun of so much since I left. I think well, I don't know. It's pure ignorance for me because I don't feel like I have an accent at all, but then I I've been asked before. It's a bit Midwestern, like, or Canadian. I don't know. Aaron mm -hmm. has, has it. You have it. Just certain words with the vowels, the A's. The short A sound. Mm -hmm. okay. We make it a bit more nasal and longer than other <laughs> people. <laughs> That's what it is. And I, I didn't know that till I went to school in Pennsylvania. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Ohio much? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like embarrassed and I was like, let me neutralize this as quickly as possible. <laughs> but it comes out every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. It, I've never noticed. I mean, like, I still didn't even know that Pittsburgh had an accent. Like, I barely even know. I, I've heard people go, oh, you're from Pittsburgh to like a friend of mine. I'm like, how would you know that? Like, <laughs> from his voice. I'm like, what from his voice? Were they saying yins and stuff like that? I <laughs> They say that. In Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I went to school there. They do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't, any questions about Pittsburgh, just let me know. <laughs> Katie and Kevin were amazing. Yes. It was what awesome. What did we do with them? We went to um, Avila. Yeah. A little medieval town. Like an hour <laughs> away. Yeah. We, we, have a, we spent a lot of time talking and eating. We ate a lot of different foods, I think, while they were here. We had to try like everything. What else do we do? <laughs> you, you and I were working, right? When they we were here? must have. We were. So they did a lot of stuff by themselves as well. But like we would like recap every night. Like it was the same. Like they would come home and tell us about what they did and we would talk a whole bunch. And yeah, it was amazing. We would laugh a whole bunch as well. It was a great 
time. Kevin is awesome. And I already knew that. And then, yeah, we met Katie when they got here and yeah, she's amazing as you know. It's so much fun. And now there's like a deal, like they have to visit us yearly wherever we are. And And this was right after Katie's trip, right? Was this around the time where she had done her, did she talk about her ABA trip? Yes, but I don't know when, I don't remember when she did it. Was it right after it? It was like, like, what month was it? I don't even know. I don't pay attention. As I said, your sister came in October, right? They came in February. What? Oh, really? I have no Wait, idea. Really? I, I'm sorry. I, don't know. I, think, I think it was February. Right? Oh, yeah, so right maybe maybe it wasn't after the trip. Maybe I was thinking of something else. She went some. Oh, you know what? She's going to grill me for this for forgetting. But anyways. Same. Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. Because my, like, my first interview with her and her friend Sierra for their do-rad things, I was like, oh, yeah, Katie, you're going to, like, I forgot what I told her. And she's like, no, that's not where I'm going. And I was like. So just my confidence plummeted because I was so confident I knew where she was nice. <laughs> well they both are also like really good about asking other people questions so they like would ask us a lot of questions and as you know you may already have picked up on I talk a lot so then <laughs> it kind of dominates and then it's a problem it's a problem sorry <laughs> I I know we kind of we're back and forth about this, but I do want to get that backstory on her nickname, on Chelsea's nickname. Oh, oh, sorry. Did I just say it? I don't even know. You, you said it a few times throughout. And I... Oh, yeah. Well, her name is Chelsea, but that's not fun. So, Che, <laughs> uh, wait, what? Chelsea Balls. Che Balls. Chabes. You can see how I got there. Chabes, and, then, yeah. and then it can be anything like, um, what? Chibbles and Bits. YouTube. <laughs> Chebus, Chebus Green. Katie and Katie made the Kevin, best one. Was it Kevin or Katie? Katie made that one. Chebaby got back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like it, and I introduced her to everybody like that. So then, a lot of people call her that now. No, half half of them don't know my name. Isn't that her fun? mom? The other day was like Che. Damn it, I forget her name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's Chabes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's why. It's for my entertainment. <laughs> what has been so far, are you guys, how long have you been in Spain? Since August. Nine months. So what would you say your favorite part of Spain is right now? Uh, not, not exactly right now, but, you know, because everything that's going on, but what would you say the nine months of living in Spain, you're exploring, eating authentic food, Learning, you know, learning the language. What would you say is your favorite part of Spain? <laughs> oh, look at you! <laughs> yes, for me, it's been learning the language because that's why I wanted to come here. And it's I've been maybe slow going. I'm not like super studious, like spending hours a day, but uh, just discovering, you know, new words every day and hearing them over and over out in the street or my students at school. That's been tough, like the two months at home, I haven't been surrounded by it so much. So uh, I started taking classes online to keep that going a little. So the language, um, exploring downtown is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. The food, okay, are we allowed to say bad things? (laughs) Yeah. So like people talk 
just be nice. Are often like, <laughs> Spain, what? the food, it's amazing. What about the food? How's the food? And I'm just like, it's just a lot of potatoes. <laughs> Is it really? They just, everything, potatoes. But I love potatoes. So I'm not mad <laughs> about it. <laughs> but also like kind of bland, like not very flavorful. We came from, you know, Korea and, and Japan where they put a lot of sauces and spices sort of on things um and so here they don't like spicy food they don't like spices they stick to salt and pepper that's it we also don't eat out a lot because you know we're not it's overpriced <laughs> to be fair yeah it's extremely oh, wow. overpriced so the only things we can really afford are the potato dishes <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that's probably more that's the problem probably yeah so rewind you can delete that part yeah that food's great but we can't afford it let's there just we go. <laughs> I hear they have great food that's interesting because when i asked about your favorite part i i definitely would have thought maybe the food because when i hear about um different cultures overseas and stuff like that the one thing a lot of people talk about is the authenticity of food so that's an interesting take to to hear you say that about spain's food usually the case <laughs> yeah i mean and we do like the potato dishes to this <laughs> yeah it's great yeah but it's very it's it doesn't take an expert to make it it's very okay. basic, basic food but yeah it's good uh, but we as americans i think we think of like paella a lot and sangria what else do we think spanish people eat jamon jamon they do eat a lot of that that's true Ham. But it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just our taste. I'm not obsessed with hamon or, <laughs> or yeah. Ooh, I feel bad. <laughs> but the wine, the wine is cheap and delicious. Yes, that so. is great. That's been, that's awesome. My favorite part of living here has been the nightlife because I just love going out dancing and here I can. So that's my favorite part. Always do that if it's not a big city. True. Yeah. Um, now, how did Spain respond to COVID nineteen? What's kind <laughs> so, of the general? Very slowly, and then intensely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two opposite ends of the spectrum. They waited like a month to do anything from the time they knew they had the first confirmed case, and by then they were like. I there were like 9,000 cases either when they closed the school or when they, the schools or when they did the lockdown. I can't remember, but it, it like shot up very quickly because obviously it had been spreading and no one knew. And then they just, I don't know, were slow to respond. So, so a bit of a timeline. We actually had um, couch surfers scheduled to stay with us in mm -hmm. the end of February and March. And I remember February, we were texting the week of February, it was February 25th, and we were, hey, talking about how coronavirus is starting to spread, maybe we shouldn't have travelers coming in and out of our, our houses, because we work with kids, we don't know if they have grandparents, yeah, and how it'll affect teachers. everyone. So February 26th, you sent messages to all of our future couch surfers, yes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. I couldn't even tell you what which I would never. Know. Bravo! You canceled all of them. Just letting them know, like, yeah, we work with kids. We don't think it's a good idea. Um, 
And then it took two weeks after that for the schools to close. Mm -hmm. So even we were ahead of the game. Like and this is spreading. This is not good. And clubs were still open clubs. and they closed schools. And then for those few days while schools were closed, but before they announced a lockdown, everybody and their dog went to the beach, the mall, restaurants. Every, I mean, just, they didn't, it was they didn't central. think it was actually a serious thing. So it was like a vacation for a few days. And then the government was like, this is serious. Go home and don't come back out of your houses. And then there were like cops everywhere. And for the first few weeks to make sure people followed. And then people but finally listened. The week listened. of the lockdown, there were some really big like rallies and protests in Madrid. There was the Women's wow. March, uh, which had like 40,000 people. There was- You mean right before they locked down? The week, the Sunday before. Yeah, okay. So Sunday and then Wednesday is when they closed schools. So if they knew it was coming, they still had these huge, it was a political um, event with thousands of people. And so I read that that's maybe one of the reasons it, uh, Madrid became the epicenter in Spain. Plus there was, there are direct flights between Italy and here. Oh, and of course, Italy was already confirmed to be like the worst and fastest growing one at the time. And well, they were behind Iran, I guess. But then, yeah, Spain became depressingly bad. And it's... And then they became like the strictest country as far as yeah. lockdowns. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So what, what can you guys do as far as like grocery shopping or, you know, or how strict are they with their, their rules? super strict at first because first the rule was just only leave your house if it's essential so okay. food or medicine or you have a job still outside the home and that was it and we got stopped by the cops because we didn't realize we weren't allowed to be together which one person per household is the rule and that makes sense because if you have a sick person in your household and you don't know and five of you are touching stuff in the store you can get more people sick whatever so i get that but we buy our groceries separately we're not a family so like we would have had to each go anyways so it's not really relevant for us but anyway we didn't know that was the rule and the cops are kind of pissed that we didn't know they were like it's a state of emergency you're not watching the news like you don't pay attention and i was like <laughs> yeah i was like well i stopped i mean i didn't explain all this but i had stopped watching once they finally declared an emergency because i was like okay good people are finally paying attention so i'm gonna stop and and it was depressing the rate at which it was growing and what was happening so i didn't want to keep looking at it but it was only like that for a few weeks that they had like cops out and about everywhere and they find like 102,000 people within the first couple of weeks and arrested about a thousand because people weren't listening. And then after that, people started to obey and we were on lockdown for like eight weeks. And then now they were in phase zero of coming out of it, which means we're allowed to go outside for exercise for during certain hours of the day. It's divided. So there's old people hour, family hour, little kids and parents, and then 15 and older interesting yes there's a lot of people out at the same time though so okay. I would, but not as many as i guess if you had everyone out at the same time 
So right now it's it's less strict than it was in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Now well, Spain, go ahead. The, there are cops out again. I guess at the beginning of each phase, they're gonna have cops. They're like making sure people are following the rules because we keep seeing cops, but the, not stopping anybody or anything like that. But you know, you're still not supposed to be in large groups. You're you're supposed to be exercising if you're outside, either walking or running or biking. Yeah, no stopping and chatting. Yeah, not like hanging out in groups and coughing in each other's faces and stuff like this. <laughs> so they're out there, but what this weekend the um, the police? Did, do you remember the number? They there were tons of parties in Madrid that they had to break up and find people for this weekend, which was strange. I don't know if people didn't know, because in other parts of Spain, they have already gone into phase one, which means that, that you can meet with in groups of less than 10 people, but not in Madrid yet. Yeah. So I don't know if people were confused. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-uh. There's no way people were confused. <laughs> Is there like a, a whole phase laid out? Like yeah. You like a certain, like, what number does that go up to? Like, we have a four phase, four phase plan, but it starts with zero. Starts so. with zero, so it's like five. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no, you know, definite timeline. It's just like right. we'll go into a phase, see how it goes. Each phase that yeah. is supposed to be two to eight weeks, and this phase zero has already been extended. But I'm oh, guessing. Wow with these large in a week and a half yeah um but i'm assuming that now that large groups of people are outside and stuff like that that the numbers will kind of shoot up a bit starting i don't know in like a week Mm -hmm. or something and so seen a decrease in um the death toll or is that still kind of yeah, it used to be like eight or nine new, eight or nine thousand new cases a day, and it was down to like three thousand or something. The last I looked, but I haven't looked in a while. Wow. So yeah, it was getting better. It was getting a lot better, and the hospitals could then handle the number of people they had. So that's, I guess, the idea. Right. So but, how has this impacted you both with your day to day living and your teaching? Please change. Um, well, I think we've done surprisingly well. We've kept to um, a schedule. Both of us teach online for separate company, like not what, what we're here in Spain doing. So we've been able to increase our hours with that to keep us busy. Like I said, I've been taking Spanish classes. We've both been working out every day. Um, we, our schools have been having us do little projects for the students. Yeah, we've been still haven't established like uh, an online education system. Who? Our schools. My school has. Just sending videos? No, my school is doing classes online with the teachers. Once a week, right? No. Uh, I don't know what they're doing exactly, but they're doing, they're doing the rest of the school year. Okay. And we send certain projects. It's school to school. Yeah. So not all schools have established something Mm -hmm. like concrete, but, um, in the beginning we were like on this like vacation high, it felt like a vacation. (laughs) We were making like videos. (laughs) We were having fun. We ordered puzzles. We were drinking a lot of wine. 
We had a couple of dance parties, just the two of us. <laughs> really pissed our neighbor off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just Anikili. She's fine. Um, but, yeah, what? No, no, we're just, we're really lucky because we're healthy. We still have our jobs. We have our home house. We have our visas. Like we're lucky that we're not impacted by this. I feel, we just feel bad for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you say, I, I, I wanted to ask this question, but it kind of slipped my mind going back to what you had said, Shannon, earlier about uh, the differences between like United States and Spain when it comes to healthcare. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on uh, the any major differences that you see between the two? Ugh. Everyone here has access to it is the biggest and difference. And it's free. And it's free and it's amazing. <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. You just, you go. They give you medicine. You might pay for the medicine, but like $10, so $15. Um, awesome. It's like a normal country. <laughs> It's pretty great. Yeah, I can't complain. It's amazing. And and normal. This is what it's like everywhere I go. Only the US is not like this. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Yeah. Y- y'all should try it. <laughs> it's nice. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. I get I'm getting calls from my mom, you know, every now and then like they're changing my medicine to this, they're changing my medicine to this and now the price is going up. The price is going up. And it just it tears me apart to hear that and especially during all of this but yeah exactly no it's absurd the thing is like yeah in the u.s i don't know no i know what will happen it will affect people who don't have a lot of money a good job who don't live in like rich areas it's going to affect those people and kill those people at much higher rates and here that won't that won't be so much of a thing because anybody who gets sick here can, I mean, given that the hospitals have space, anybody who gets sick here can be treated. So the the hospitals in Madrid, it was the same as the hospitals in New York and other, whatever big epicenter cities, they did not have enough space for people. But like that only happened because it was a, a pandemic and nobody shut it down quick enough. Now that won't happen again so yeah whoever gets sick here can get treatment and in the u.s that's that's not the case whether the hospital is empty or full there are people who can't afford to get help so yeah that's the biggest problem yeah i've i have friends and family that work in the healthcare field here in the u.s and um you know now i'm hearing stories of people who like won't even go into the hospital for things that need to be treated that's not even covid19 related because they're afraid of you know, catching it while they're at a hospital. I have someone who works at a hospital where now they're designing like specific teams and specific floors for those patients because they're afraid that if you're going to get like just a random nurse to go into one built to one room and see someone, then they're going to go back to another person on a different floor. They don't want that. So now they're designing specific COVID-19 uh, response teams so they can just solely focus on that floor. So they're not spreading it throughout the rest of the hospitals. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Actually, the, yeah, the hospitals here are doing things like that too. Like the, they, the places that they have like blood donations and things like that, they've 
only put in hospitals that are in a separate wing from others. So like most of them are closed now because they don't want healthy people walking through a hospital in order to donate blood because the chances of them getting infected. Will. So they're doing that here too. They're like separating. I have uh, one of my closest friends, uh, his fiance is getting induced tonight. Um, and I'm not even sure if he's allowed to be there or be in the same room because of everything that's going on. And I think that's absolutely just tragic and heartbreaking. You know, that's a huge moment in someone's life. You can't even really be there to support. So it, this whole thing is just one big heartbreak after another. Yeah. But why, why would that make a difference though? Cause if, it, if she got infected, for example, in that room and came home two days later, he would also get infected either way. No, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's for him, but I know there's been cases here where oh, father, maybe this, father can't be in the room during delivery because of... Uh, maybe in case he could infect people in the hospital or something. That would make sense, I guess. It's too bad. Yeah. It should go away. That would be tight. One of the misconceptions that Americans have about free healthcare is that it means shitty healthcare. Like if you or universal coverage will just mean like the quality goes down so much and like I haven't been I haven't had to I haven't had to go to the hospital here. I've gone to the doctor just, in a bunch of countries. <laughs> but yeah, Shannon can speak to that. And like she had a surgery in Saudi Arabia, which is and Korea and Brazil. You wouldn't ever want to get surgery in Saudi Arabia, but it was really good. It was and the best one I've ever had. Korea, yeah. Korea was great. Japan was great. Yeah. Um, no, healthcare has been amazing everywhere I've been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. And free. So that's the thing, because when I mention stuff like that, all the backlash that I get is, well, you have to wait like nope. a certain amount of days or hours to see someone if you even have like a broken toe. And I was like, that's not true. I was I've like, I schedule doctor's appointments here in August, yeah. and I won't see them till April because yeah. for like a checkup or whatever, you know, and I call to see my doctor sometimes like, well, we're, we're full for this month, so come in like three months later. It's like, well, I need to see them now. Well, so. That has never happened to me. I've gone into ER. I don't know why I go on medical adventures. It's not <laughs> purpose, but I've gone into multiple ERs in multiple countries and I've done regular doctor's visits in every country I've been to because I live there. And yeah, no, that has never, ever, ever been a thing. So I guess I hope there's not really any ignorance in asking this question, but when you go to a doctor or ER when there, where there is universal health care, is there a bill afterwards? Like where, where is it literally just, or is it just literally free? Like, I feel like I'm so stupid asking this question. But like, I don't know. Every place is They different. have to get paid somehow, but isn't that more in like taxes? So, wait, sorry. What? Isn't that universal healthcare more of like... They pay higher taxes. Higher yeah. taxes, yeah. Yes. And, and every place functions slightly differently. So in Korea, I... I was in the hospital for 11 days and I, I paid a thousand dollars for that. My insurance paid the other 2000 and that was the total cost of like four endoscopies, a blood transfusion and 11 nights in the hospital cost 3000 and they paid two of it. I paid more than that for one night in the hospital for the same 
surgery in the U.S. Or whatever. It makes me cringe. So <laughs> they have a system. I think you pay 10% of something to a certain point and then they cover other things. It's something like that. Okay. Here, what did I, no, my dentist stuff was free. All yeah, the checkups are free here. I can't tell you how here. many times I've walked out of the doctor's office to the reception area to pay. And they're, they're like, like, what? <laughs> they're confused. Bye. I'm like, but I'm confused. It's free. Yeah, Nothing, yeah. no bill in the mail. You guys don't need my $40 copay. Yeah. The first few years of living abroad, I would do that. I'd, I'd, they'd hand me medicine at a, at a hospital or a doctor's office, and I'd be like, okay, like, how much is it? And they'd be like, what? No, like, go away. And I was like, I'd be like, this is free. And I'd be like jumping for joy. And I'd be like, what the fuck? This is free? And then now I'm used to it. Now it's not exciting. It's just like, yeah, this is normal. Why, why would I pay for that? I'm a human and I'm sick. Like, this is what I pay taxes for. But Yeah, I know, I know someone who um, has a lot, who's a bit older, who uh, is getting like really bad glaucoma and, um, has worked something out with her doctor to where she can get that same version of her medication from Canada. And it's like way cheaper, basically yeah. next to nothing. Yeah. Our, the U S system is sad because it's like, it's meant to, for profit, not for the health and well being of everyone. That's like a secondary goal you know or it's not even a goal because it's the health and well-being of a lot of people but not everyone <laughs> so it's yeah <laughs> very different goals so very different results yeah but before because we're running out of time i try to keep it to a certain time um but before we go uh if we could what's the next step for you guys where would you like to go next I'm dying to go to Africa because that's a place that I've not spent time. And I really want to go to Angola because I'm obsessed with that kind of music from there. And they speak Portuguese and I'm obsessed with Portuguese. Mm -hmm. And I just want to go there. But everywhere and anywhere, wherever I have the chance to go, I'll go. Those are my answers. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a, a place in mind either. Angola. It's going to be a <laughs> So then it'll be 2621. <laughs> what? It'll be 2621. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It takes her longer. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm still still focused on the goal of like learning Spanish. So I'm planning on staying here another year. We usually don't figure out where we want to go until like the month before. And then <laughs> like, oh, let's go this okay. So um, check back in in a year. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to be leaving here, but the coronavirus happened, and I can't I can't head to another country and try to get a visa right now. It's like right. impossible. So I've decided. Well, the coronavirus has decided that I'll be staying here for another year, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> it's just. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Uh episode with Katie and her friends here to do the talk about their traveling to teach ABA in 2018. And I finally just did their follow-up episode, like I think last week. Oh, really? um, yeah. Because I kind of put the podcast on hi hiatus for a little bit, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. But now I'm bringing it back. I mean, what else, what else am I going to do? 
So I might as well start doing it again. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out to, of your nights because it's nighttime there uh, to do this. And I would love to catch up with you guys. And if you guys would like to come back on at some point, just let me know. We'll come anytime, but I don't know if anybody cares. <laughs> I don't I don't know if anyone cares either. Even when I talk by myself or have just like friends on, I have no idea. I don't read any feedback. I just like doing this. I like listening to people. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, we'll call us anytime, especially yeah, in the next few months because <laughs> we'll be here. <laughs> I need to hear these travel stories to make it seem like I did the traveling, so. Yes, but also you should travel and you can, oh, you always have a place to couch surf now, so. Oh, I mean, awesome. you would anyway, but now you do. And now we you, won't you know stab you. Well. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> Wait, Shannon made a face. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> promise things, like, you know, you're putting the expectations really high. The expectations high. I do, <laughs> I do tend to snore, not a lot. So maybe if like you feel compelled to stab me one night to stop snoring. You know what? My the other lady, the lady who lives right here, the one who doesn't like when we play music, she snores. Like I hear it through the wall. It's not. <laughs> I sleep through it, and we'll so sleep through yours too. You guys can have a snore battle. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't happen often. It's just like if I'm dead tired. Oh. <laughs> You'll well, be tired. she does it most of the time. <laughs> so uh, my anxiety will probably keep me up anyway, so I probably wouldn't sleep for days. But we'll get some Xanax for you. It's <laughs> probably <free> here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good night. You Bye. too. How do we get out? <laughs> <laughs>